what I dive in Hope comes and stops us in our tracks Bravely we prove in our striving Trudging together each day Where there's a will, there's a way Hello everyone and welcome to Tuesday's edition of Raw Recovery with Dion Miller. Uh, it is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. And here we are again with another episode, hopefully helping you guys stay indoors with the coronavirus going on. There's a great time to sit down and listen to stories and be a part of the fellowship and just see what we have in common with each other. Um, today, our guest is Bianca, uh, and I've just met Bianca myself also. Um, she is an assistant manager uh, at a car wash currently. Um, and uh, she know um, Bianca came on the show through Jill. Uh, her and Jill are really good friends, but I would like to start off by bringing on Bianca and doing a little bit of celebrating for her one year. Bianca just celebrated a year of sobriety. Great job. So welcome to the show, Bianca. It's, it's fantastic to have you on. Thank you for having me. Certainly. Certainly. So, you know, what we do here is we tell our experience, strength, and our, and our hope. Um, so why don't we go ahead and get started? Uh, the floor is yours. Okay, thank you. Um, do I just kind of just start wherever? You can start wherever you want to, Bianca. This is okay. your show. This is the okay. Bianca show right now. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Bianca. I have a year of sobriety. Um, I came from a good family. I had a decent life. Okay. My, but then um, both my parents were drug dealers and addicts. Okay. So my life wasn't going to be like, wasn't going to be a doctor or anything. Yeah, you know, okay. That's how I thought. <laughs> And so um, I grew up in a life of always having a high expectations. Okay. Um, always needed straight A, you know, good grades. I was not a, I was a good girl, you know. Okay. If I stayed being a good girl with good grades, they would get off my back. Um, and that's how I did through all my schools, you know, or all my years of in school. Um, I used to get bullied a lot. I think that's kind of like where it stemmed from. All right. My addiction. Um, I used to get really bullied because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was a tomboy, didn't produce like other women. Okay. Um, and so I started getting bullied when I was in elementary. All right. So, and then that's when I started at eight years old. I started, um, I smoked weed and drank for the first time. All right. Um, and then when that led to, I was the only one in my grade smoking weed. Yeah. Well, do you so, think that had to do with the fact that your parents were dealing? I mean, doesn't that would at, almost seem normal in your house? At that time, I didn't know that they were doing that. Okay. Um, it was more like me and well, my parents and my aunties would always like go in the room and all right, leave us cousins together. All right. And kind of started experimenting as a younger age because all right. our parents were never around. Like they yeah. were there, but not mentally. Yeah. So okay. we would, all, we started smoking weed and, um, and then I didn't know until like when I got older, what was the real deal. Sure. But I think just being neglected as a child, mm-hmm. not having parents 
mentally there, but physically, yes. Yes. Um, or emotionally. Yes, emotionally. Yeah, I never like, I don't remember ever having that relationship. Like with my dad, I've always had a good relationship with my dad. Okay. Since he used to sit at the table and drink his beer and talk to okay. us and all that. But my mom, I never really had that connection okay. ever. Um, and then I started growing, you know, in middle school, I dated a, a guy for three years and I got abused for all three years okay. every day. And I, and I made it seem like it was nothing. I still went to school. I had good grades. Wow. Okay. Um, and I think it stemmed from seeing my mom in bad relationships. All right. And then, follow, following the same generational yeah. course, that same generational yeah, path. It, you you kind of just do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then growing up a little bit more, you know, once I got high school, I started uh, knowing what the family business was, ah. selling drugs. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. Sorry. I got to go back for a little bit. Okay. I remember, I think another stem that really hurt me was when my mom got caught up for slaying in and she went to prison in fifth grade. Okay. I was in wow. fifth grade. And I really needed my mom at that time. Yeah. Grade, you know. Um, and I didn't really know what was going on and, and she went to prison and I, I, I kind of, I needed her at that time. Um, and so that's when I started dating guys and, okay, you know, doing the cool stuff, thinking it was cool to drink and drug. And, um, I didn't really hit hardcore drugs until high school. And then that's when back again, that I started slanging, knowing the family business. Okay. Um, and instead of falling for the family, like falling for drugs, you know, if I get the wrong thing outside, I was kind of taught it mm -hmm. the good way of it, I guess, you know, to be a pro at it versus falling for it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then that's when I got popular. I was like, everybody called me. Mm -hmm. I felt important. <laughs> they didn't like me. They wanted drugs, yeah. but I just felt like, you know, Bianca's cool, you know, Bianca's everything, you know? And I felt, like I had a place, like I was important, mm -hmm. one, you know, Yeah, you, you were getting like, and you were getting that attention that you were looking for. Yes. That, that tension, that mm -hmm. the, the, the neglection that I, that I once lost, you yeah. know? Um, and then I went through all through high school. I was the Coke dealer. That's okay. Everybody knew me by that. Bianca got the drugs, hit her up, you know? <laughs> um, and then, um, I started, you know, I graduated, was graduated. I didn't, you know, I was still good in school. I still, I was taught to be able to do drugs and have good grades all the way through. Yeah. Um, until I think it hit, like it started progressing in senior year. I was like really bad. Okay. You know, I used to use every day, use too much. That's when I started pulling out my hair Um and my chest would hurt. And then that's when I tried to make myself, I used to make myself drink and drug at the same time. Cause I hated okay. drinking. Okay. So if I dug my heart would hurt. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do it without the pain. So yeah. I started like forcing myself to drink so I can do a bump. Yeah. You know, and then I started timing myself. Um, it's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of stress, <laughs> like looking at the clock here, there, you know, and, 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 and go, okay. We're good right yeah. now. Go. Yeah. I know how yeah. that is. So crazy wow. how, how, cause I never thought I had an addiction. I didn't even know what addiction was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what, it, I didn't know any of the issues. I just thought, how can I figure out how to do it better? 
Mm-hmm. How could I figure out to do it more comfortable? Yep. Um, and that was the goal for me. Um, I did end up going to um, college. I did for, but I was still doing drugs. Um, but I went to college for about a year and a half. And then I met an older guy. I was really young. We were like 15 years apart. Um, and then he would do my homework for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, cause he was good at this stuff cause his age is so older and he's been through it. So, um, Mm -hmm. but then I didn't finish school. I dropped out cause I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. I was pulling out my hair again. I was going, just doing lots of drugs, you know, well, cocaine specifically. Um, and then it just kind of moved on. You know, we were together. It was a bad relationship. It wasn't healthy. You know, I've always had a stem of unhealthy relationships. I've never really had a healthy relationship, I guess you can say. Um, and then I think it just went prolonged, you know, my addiction got worse and then I fell out of that relationship and got into it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. Can you put on some headphones? Yes. You are getting some feedback now. Gotcha. Sorry guys. Uh, just a little. No, don't worry about it. Dan. Yeah. Gotcha. So go left. Can you hear me? Yep. Perfect. Okay. All right. Yeah. No okay. More feedback. Good job. Thank okay. you. Okay. Uh huh. And then um, when I got to, I think out of college, you know, I was living at home and then I met another guy. Okay. Um, he was uh, a meth user. And so, um, and then I was a cokehead and, and I used to think meth is not okay. Cause my mom used to use that. Okay. And I never wanted to be like my mom. Yeah, we don't want to be like mom. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but my dad did cocaine. So I was like, that's okay. It's yeah. okay. Cause in my mind, I thought that was acceptable. Okay. Um, and so I tried getting him clean off uh, meth and then try to get him on cocaine because I thought it was better. <laughs> uh, but it didn't work out that way. No. Um, and then um, when I started hanging out in that kind of area, um, he would do his kind. I would do my kind. Okay. And then I got really drunk one night and ended up doing his kind. Um, oh, and I was oh. too drunk to fill it. So yeah. the next day I wanted to do it again. Yeah. And then I was hooked. Yeah. I was straight hooked. I was done with cocaine, moved on to the next. Yeah. Um, and then, um, it just prolonged. I was, you know, on cocaine for seven years and then I jumped to meth for about four or five years. Okay. Um, it started out here. I could control it once every other weekend. Sure. And then it just became an everyday necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, then we ran into being able to become um, step parent. Well, I'm a step parent to a, okay. my son. And we were able to get custody of him because his mother left him in another state and stuff. And so they called the father and we showed up. Okay. And I thought it was like a chance to change my life. Like, yeah. you know, I wanted a kid, but I didn't want to give birth to one. So. Okay. I was like, boom, you know, this is God. Let me, let me change my life for that. You know? Um, so I went for a few months sober. We got the kid and we started getting sober, got an apartment was helpful. You know, people were helping us out to get a place. Mm -hmm. And then we tried one more time, Mm -hmm. one more time. And the last, 
Yep. <laughs> yeah. It will be different this time, you know? Yeah. Um, and then that was the worst choice I've ever done. That was mm-hmm. probably one of the regrets in my life because okay. that was such a great stepmother. I felt like I want, you know, I wanted to be there. And then I made a bad choice in the apartment uh-huh. we lived. And then it was just downhill from there. Yeah. It was just a bunch of bad choices from there. Yes. And uh-huh. then um, we ended up losing the child, like custody of the child. And then it just put us in a big spiral. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I literally, I remember my son knocking on the bathroom door, mom, mom. And I used to do that as a child. I used to uh-huh. knock on the bathroom door, mom, mom. And she never came out ever. Yeah. Um, and then when I, that happened, I, I freaked out and I, I ran, I took off, I yeah. left him and the child trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It, it scared the living shit out of me. It and, did. And, and I remember pr- promising me and my, me and my sister p- made a pinky swear when we were younger, we were like, we'll never be like mom. Mm-hmm. We'll never be like mom. And, um, I became my mother. Yeah. Literally. Um, and then I fell into IV using. I started to use the IV. Okay. Um, once I did it the first time, I was hooked. Yeah. I, I wanted more. Um, and then I just said, fuck it. You get those case of the fuckets and you're yeah. just, you know, I hate those things. Yeah, I do um, too. <laughs> and then from there, I just kind of like went spiral hill, uh-huh. you know, down, down, down. And then I just didn't want to live anymore. I was yeah. really nasty to people, you know, me. And my husband, we would fight and, you know, putting each other, like stabbing each other, you know, yeah. going really crazy. We both could have killed each other. Yeah. Literally. Easily. Yeah. And then um, I think the breaking point was when I tried killing my mom and putting her house on fire. Okay. Um, and called my grandfather and was like, your daughter's, you know, because he didn't know that she was still using. Okay. Um, and so I put everything on blast that what we were doing. Yeah. And he was like shocked, you know, Um, and I was thinking being selfish. I was thinking about me. Yeah. You know, well, you were having a case of the fuck it's man when that happened. And I know that we chuckled a little bit, but we chuckled because we when that happens. Everything's fair game. Yeah. Every everybody's the enemy and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And it nobody else matters. Um, yeah. And it, it could be extremely scary. We can do some things that are just not in our personality. Totally. Um, I never really thought I could do the things that I did. Like the person that I was becoming, I was like really disgusted. You know, like there was times I just wanted to die. I just, yeah. I wanted to die, but I didn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. And I remember I used to uh, dream or like just wish to want to fake my di- like die mm-hmm. to have the capability to die and then see everybody hurt and be like mm-hmm. that's what you guys get you know what i mean yeah that that hurt and pain i wanted to put on people yep fantasizing your own death mm-hmm. yes and then being able to come back and be like i fucking told you guys you yeah. know what i mean yeah um because we're special yeah <laughs> it's all about us right, right. we're different <laughs> And then um, there was a time before I really wanted help. I remember trying to commit suicide. I tried uh, putting a belt around my neck and try to 
you know, end my life. And one of the roommates that we were, a roommate was living with me and my mom, we were all drugging together. Okay. Um, she walked in and um, she stopped me and stuff. And then I think what hurt me, my mom seen me and she's like, how fucking stupid. You're mm-hmm. stupid, you know? And it hurt me because I was like, I, I noticed the stem of why I did it. I didn't want to die. I wanted attention. Mm-hmm. I wanted my mom to be like, I love you. I'm here. And I wanted that that yeah. relationship and it and it didn't make it better you know no nope. our crazy thinking like oh, i'm gonna do this and it's gonna make this and it totally did not happen yeah. that way um and so i was really hurt by that and then i think i just i remember after i tried killing her and myself and put the house on fire where we lived at um i think i i remember in the garage vividly just dropping to my knees and asking God, please, please mm-hmm. help me. Please help me. No. I don't know what I need. I don't know how I need it. Just help me. Um, and at the same time when I was using, I was going to uh, Front Range Community Reach. Okay. Um, yeah, not Front Range, but Community Reach Center and yeah, okay. having a therapist, trying to figure out how to get clean, you know. And I used to lie to her saying I was clean. I was doing good. And I yeah. explained everything on my family. Like my family is the root of addiction. Uh uh-huh. family yeah i get it um <laughs> and then so when i did that um it was crazy i was high off my ass with my husband and i got a call for my therapist and and my husband's like don't answer it because i was fucked up you know he's like yeah. don't answer it and for some reason i was like i need to answer it yeah so i answered it and she's like how are you doing and um I just told her everything what happened. Yep. This happened with my mom. I tried doing all this, tried killing her. I've been shooting up. I'm not clean. And I just, I spilt the beans on myself, you mm-hmm. know? And then um, she got me into rehab. The next day she called me and said, you ready to go to rehab? I, I got a spot for you. <laughs> and it was crazy how God helps you. Yeah, you know, one I, day, that's... That's yeah. miraculous in this day and age. And I, I'd like to, I'm going to interfere a little bit here, but I really like what your counselor did. Yeah. <laughs> your ther- your therapist knew, they knew, and they were just waiting for that one spot for you to be in the right area so they could be like, okay, it's time. And that was exact on moment. Man, I loved that. That was neat. Yeah. Thank you. And, um, I think that was kind of God's calling. And, you know, I, she helped me so much. I, I appreciated mm-hmm. her help. I was like, you know, and, and then, uh, I told my family that I was going to go to rehab or go to rehab. And, okay. and a lot of people didn't think I was going to do it. They just thought I was going to mm-hmm. bullshit. But, um, uh, my dad seen the hurt and how far I was falling into. He used to blame yeah. himself. Like, Mm-hmm. Damn, I, I I brought this on my child. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have done better, and I didn't want to hurt him because um, sure, my dad is my rock. Yeah, he is my everything. Even though he was doing what he wanted and did showed me the things that I wasn't probably a normal parent should be showing a person, mm-hmm. but my dad was always there. He yep. never put drugs in front of his children, mm-hmm. and that was the difference between him and my mom. I I thought that was a different like it's okay for my dad because he's been there emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. My mom, it's different because she wasn't there, and mm-hmm. I used to have a lot of hate towards my mom and not my dad. Okay. Um, and then um, so I went to rehab. They thought I wasn't really gonna go, but I did. My dad took me and my sister. Good on you. Yes, and then um. 
they said that it was it's the art the rehabilitation intense treatment so they're mm. like it's gonna be intense it's gonna mm-hmm. be like morning tonight since you just you know that day that morning that was the last shot i did and then mm-hmm. i went to the, the rehab and they're like i think you should detox first yep um and so i made the choice to go to detox and i felt kind of like a shit like sad like damn like like i felt like everybody was gonna think like she didn't go like she she yeah. went to de- you know what i mean how to that they're not gonna be- well and that goes to our mind because why would they believe us now when, when all we've ever done is lie and everything else we're <laughs> yeah. we're like the the boy that cries wolf we cry totally. wolf all the time but the wolf is never there just to get the attention you know the look what i can do mom you know yeah. i understand that whenever i'm around my mom i get to i turn two years old doesn't matter yeah. how old i am exactly so. and i used to prolong like that whole last year of my addiction i used to talk about i want to go get clean mm-hmm. i want to get you know because a lot of my friends at that time told me like, dude, I remember you used to always say you wanted to get clean and you freaking did, you know? Yeah. And I don't, and it's kind of hard to remember those times, but a lot of people tell me like, that's all you used to talk about was getting Mm -hmm. help, but you never did. And when I finally did, um, I had to go to detox for a few days and I felt better. Mm -hmm. And then instead of going straight to rehab, I wanted to go see my family one more time before I went and I was just like I wanted a different you know so I got to see my husband and my sister one more time I ate everything I wanted that mm-hmm. night yep because I was gonna <laughs> go to rehab and they don't have none of that stuff um and I there was two different pictures I took the picture I took the day the day I went and then the second day and it's totally different like I was ready i was happy i was excited i was like i want to go the first time i was scared mm-hmm. i literally was like i didn't even have anything packed i just threw all kinds of clothes in a bag yeah high as hell and showed up you know mm-hmm. um so i was able to prepare myself the second time yeah um and then i went to rehab it was like a 28 day mm-hmm. volunteered um so i could have left any time there was multiple times i just wanted to leave i sure. just I was like, fuck this. I'm going, I'm leaving. And, and then they would talk, it, talk to me. It's tough work. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. why it's a we program because we need those people to say, no, you're, you know, you've come further than, you know, don't, you know, yeah, don't, and, you don't want to do this. You yeah. Know? And we really build a, especially in rehab, we, you know, we're talking about some pretty deep emotional stuff. Yeah. Um, so we make some, a lot of times you make good friends in rehab. Um, yeah. But that's what it's there for is so that is to supply you with new tools instead of running. Yeah. And, and, and doing it in a safe environment. Totally. And I and I and rehab actually introduced me to well, they used to bring meetings in mm-hmm. to the rehab. So it, yep. it, it introduced me to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty cool because I, I used to have an NA book. Some lady gave it to me and I would <laughs> read it all high. And I was like, that's how I feel. Yeah. Like this book is me. And I didn't know how to like figure out where they're like, I didn't, I just, just so high. I just read the book and it made me yeah. feel more sane. Like, mm-hmm. okay, there's something out there that understands me. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know what it was. I just, it was a book. Um, yeah. and then, so when I went to rehab, they would bring the meetings in there. Um, uh, and then I would talk, you know, share my story and everything. And I actually, once I left rehab, I went to the meetings that they brought in. It was yeah. Mountview. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah, it was my home group. 
Okay. And um, they're like, wow, like normally a lot of people that they meet, they don't ever show up. Uh-huh. You know, when you're like, hey, there's group. And when you get out of rehab, a little, less Most- than half don't show up. Most of them disappear. Yep. Yes. And so I was grateful to be one of those people that was like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to keep going. Um, yeah. You, so I was- you, I, what I really didn't like yeah, when, the first times I was going through treatment when I was younger, you know, they'd be, they would tell me, you know, you know, only 30 people percent make it and, you know, things like that. And it, you know, what? fuck stats. <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to be the, if you want to be a percent, then be the percent. Yes. But don't don't compare yourself with percentages and things. That's just something that I go through, you know, that yeah. if we make a decision to be the 2% that does do it, then let's be the 2%. Yeah, totally. And um, and so and then I went to sober living because I don't think going back home was a safe place because they were good, still good using, plan. Good plan. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't want to go home and I don't want to go to the hometown I'm from because I know everybody there, yeah. you know. I know where to go. I know where to get it. I, you know, and it's and natural. So, so it's going to be, yeah. And, and I see what you're, because I'll go ahead. I want you to be able to tell them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then, so I went to, went to sober living. Um, I went to two different sober living houses. Okay. Um, and I was out there for a few months and then, um, it was good. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a car, but it was nice to be somewhere and, kind of figure out who I wanted to be and what mm-hmm. I wanted, even though I still didn't know what I wanted. It didn't, you know, start, I chopped my hair off. I was a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't worked the steps or got a sponsor yet. So I was still having those character defects of acting mm-hmm. like I used to okay. crazy, angry, insane, you know, um, that's how I had to get out of one sober living to go to another one because of my, personality and the way I treated and went off on people. Um, And then I finally made a decision to wanted to go home because after I told my mom, like, yo, I can't come home and I'm not coming home because you're using, she made the choice and got clean. Wow. Um, And she's still clean today. Wow. Yeah. Um, Fucking cool. Yeah. It kind of like started a ripple effect. Like all my family was using and then Holy started, crap. Yeah. Once I did it, everybody started to follow. And I really didn't think that was going to happen. I was like, oh, my God, if I get clean, then I'm going to lose my whole family. I'm going to have to <laughs> cut everybody <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> and then it was nice that everybody just started to follow. And, mm-hmm. yeah, they're still struggling. But it, it's nice to be the first sure. one to break the cycle, mm-hmm. like wanting to. Yeah. And then... um then it went to, I came back home. I moved with my sister because I thought that was the safest place I could be. Okay. Because um, she didn't use her nothing. She didn't do none of that stuff. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so, but then I didn't get into my program. I, I did halfway, you know, I put one foot in and one foot out. I wanted to do something, but then I, I kind of didn't want to. Okay. Um, and that's what I got in my recovery. I got a half-assed yep. recovery because yep. I was half-assed in. Yeah. And you were um, probably miserable. Yeah, I was. I really was. And I had seven months at that time. Okay. And I went back out. All right. And then I went back out for about mm, eight months. Okay. Something like that. Um, and I was miserable. I, I went straight back to just, I did it. It was like instant, you know, yeah. 
crazy how fast it, you can go back. It's to like the, you never left, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was scary. I was like, oh my God. And then my mom was clean and I felt like I failed. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of like put a psych mode, like psych. I got clean, yeah. but psych, yeah. you know, uh, just kidding, you know, and, um, but everybody, like my mom was still getting clean and I felt just so horribly person. And, um, I think that's when I make a stand, like I relapsed and then I tried getting clean again and then I relapsed okay. again. And then I finally just made a point. Like I need this. I, I'm going to try this. Cause I was on probation and I was like, fuck, I don't want to have dirty UAs. And then I'm yep. going to have to. So I kind of just made it in my mind. Like, okay, I'm going to do this program a hundred percent. Okay. And when I get off probation, I'm going to go get back. I'm going to go get high. Sounds like a great I plan just, to me. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just want to get it over with, get all papers so I can go back using, you know, mm -hmm. maybe one more time or whatever. Um, and so that kind of gave me the passion to just kind of like get into the program. I got a sponsor. I got through the steps. I was doing everything they suggested, you know, going to meetings every day. Um, and I put my hundred percent in. And mm -hmm. then when the time came, I, I didn't want to use anymore. Um, I'm off probation and I still awesome. haven't used. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and it was crazy how my mind just needed to believe in something mm -hmm. yeah. just to like get there. Mm -hmm. um, and then when, um, and then that work like really helped me with everything. Honestly, like God was there. Mm -hmm. Like, um, because beginning of my addiction, God was there, Yep. you know? And then I just, I only wanted to use them when I was in the, the bottom. Yeah. Fox just want to use, yeah, yeah, like God, get me out of this, please. I won't do it again. Yeah, get me out of jail. That was always mine. <laughs> God, I'm a skinny white boy. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, like that's how I felt. Like I remember being in jail too. Like I just want to go home. I will never do it again. And I'd get out of jail and go straight back to the drug house. Yep. Um, I've done that a few times. Promised my sister she'd bail me out, and I'm like, mm -hmm. nah, but never went home. Um. But then um, once I went to the program and did the steps, God has been in my life since. It's Good. crazy what God could do for you. I mm -hmm. didn't believe it. I didn't think it was true. I didn't think that going to these meetings and people had all these ears was even mm -hmm. reliable. I thought they were liars. I was like, yeah. they're fucking bullshitting me. <laughs> um, <laughs> until I was able to experience it. You know, mm -hmm. someone could only tell me things so much time. Like, you got to believe this, do this, do this, do this. But until I do it for myself and believe mm -hmm. in it and then the experience it, then there's nothing like it's, it's, it's totally different. It's hard to explain. It's like magical. Yeah. It's so magical. Well, what, what had happened is you made a decision. You made a decision to put in 100%. Your intention was, was to use. Yeah. Okay. But you made a decision. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that ruined your drinking and drugging career. Totally. <laughs> right there because you made it a decision to put in 100%. Yeah. Well, you can't have faith and be drunk. Not us. Yeah. Those don't those don't mix. So as soon as you made that decision, your drugging days were over. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, right? Yeah. Um and when it really like 
And then to the moment of like being able to like pray every day, I pray for people like pray for people that I, I dislike. Um, oh, sure. I can't say hate because someone told me in the meetings, hate is a strong word. You it's just a very like strong them. word. Yeah. And I'm like, they're like, you dislike. I'm like, no, I hate them. They're like, no, you dislike. And so I've been learning how to say the dislike <laughs> word. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it is truly magical what God does for me today. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime ever in my other life, you know, before I did the steps, I honestly don't think I'd be able to even have the guts to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, talking to you and wanting to share my story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really remarkable when God's in my heart and in my life, what it can do. Yeah. You know, we become um, free people. Totally. And I didn't know what free meant. I thought free meant out of prison, out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's what we what think freedom until, was. But there again, we didn't understand it until we experienced it. Exactly. The and word you can't experience. really, and you can't even really explain because that's unique to every single one of us too. That's totally. why, and that's why our stories are important. Yes. And I think also what was more important for me was having the willingness. Mm-hmm. I was willing to do something different. Yeah. And if I wasn't willing, like the first time I was as partial willing, Sure. but I went back out cause I was willing to still get high mm-hmm. um, until I was willing to give it up. Like I was like, you don't fucking go out no matter fucking what. Yeah. You don't pick up no matter fucking what, you know? Um, and then when people, you know, a sponsor showed me all these tools and what I could do. And then I go to meetings and people are like, yo, do this, try this, try mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, I'm going to try that. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I did. And, and once you experience, it's like, it's unexplainable, you know, yeah. some people like at my job, this lady was being so rude to me. And I'm like, you know, God don't like ugly. And she looked at me like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? This woman's crazy. <laughs> and, it, and I'm like, whoa, what did I just say? I look, yeah. I sound like, you know. Well, and yeah, when, well, yeah you, well, you did it right. I mean, yeah. you don't need to owe an apology or anything on that. Yeah. Those, are, those, are, those are borders, man. Put yeah. those up. <laughs> Boundaries. Like Boundaries. That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, when people ask me, cause I have like a lot of friends that are still in addiction, you know, old time friends. And, um, I like, I, I try to share my, you know, I'm really, I promote my sobriety on Facebook. I'm, okay. I let people know I I'm open about my life and what I've done and where I'm mm-hmm. at. Like, it's not a, a, a secret. Okay. If someone asks me a question, I'm willing to speak and Welcome. I will tell you exactly how it is. Okay. Um, and how I felt and without no being no, like, I don't want nobody to know about that. I was, I like what people know about my story. I want yeah. people to know the more people that know, maybe can reach out to help somebody uh-huh. um, and give them some hope in their life yeah. because I needed that. I needed some hope in my life at that time. And I mm-hmm. had nothing. No one showed me the way. No one in my life was like, here, this is the way to do it. I was like, God help me. Yeah. And he directed me. Yep. Um, and nobody should have to be able to go through that, that far. They should, it's nicer to be able to maybe give somebody hope before they have to like hit rock bottom, you know? Um, and so after that, I just been like really just focusing on myself, having boundaries and it's really crazy what it can, what life can do. You know, people Mm -hmm. ask me like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I really can't (laughs) explain it, but God did it. And they're like, Mm -hmm. what? And I'm like. I know it sounds freaking tacky that yeah. people are like, 
what's the secret? And I'm like, God. God. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? Like, I yeah. thought you were going to tell like some like cool, profound scientific thing yep. of how to do it. And I'm like, it's, it's, that's how I did it. Go yeah. to meetings, get a sponsor, work those steps. You know, you don't have to go to AA or NA, you know, there's 12 step program. This is yeah. my thing. Any 12 step program will help. Certainly. That, you I know? agree. Um, and that's how I see it. Like, I don't judge on what program ACA, you know, I like ACA. I like it. I love all. ACA. Like, I love, yeah. them all. I love every, I mean, I love recovery. Yes. You know, and yes. I, I don't get to pick how that looks. Yes. I can pick how mine looks, mm -hmm. but I don't get to pick yours or anybody else's. Yeah. You know? And then the person I am today is not who I used to be. Like before I used yeah. to be judging, I used to, um, probably try to compete with women mm -hmm. i used to try to only pick the guys to hang out with you know <laughs> i was <laughs> thought that was better than being with girls i wanted to hang out with only guys you I know hear you. i, I only want to hang out with girls so <laughs> <laughs> but today i'm able to bring up and uplift women when i see a woman in the meetings that are like 30 days i'm like hey can i get your number let's exchange and then keep in contact with them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you turned you turned your shame into gold. You turned yes. it, you turned your past into hope. Oh, I like and, that. And that's what we do. That's yeah. why we share it is because our past now gives people hope, and, and it's yes. gold now. And that's why it's, we don't mind talking about it. Yeah, it's like my. Uh, how do they say it? It's an it's not a. Not the good and bad. There's a word for it that like my <laughs> past becomes my, I don't know the words. They said it in a meeting the other day. Okay. Uh, but it's just like, it becomes a positive in your life. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. your negative becomes a positive and it's pretty amazing. Cause I thought I was a shameful person. Like my life was horrible. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the most big thing in my life that really helped me was having that spiritual awakening mm -hmm. of like being able to be like, Oh shoot, this shit works. Like, <laughs> like you feel it in your heart, <laughs> your yeah. mind, your body, your soul and everything. Um, I couldn't explain it. It's like that magic I was talking about. Yeah. Like, so like, how'd you do? I don't know. I just did it. And then I had this feeling and mm -hmm. then I kept going. Yeah. You know, how'd you do it while well, I was honest, open-minded and willing willingness? Yes. How'd you do it? And, um, you know, today I have not yet, I've temp, I part-time sponsored somebody, okay. uh, but then she got another sponsor and that's fine. I was like, yeah. Cause when she asked me, I, I remember people saying, if anybody asks you to do something, you say yes, mm -hmm. no matter what. And, um, so I'm still in the mix of trying, you know, I get scared, you know, sure. but I know God's there to help me through it. Sure. Um, cause sometimes I feel like I don't know the book as much as like book, like the big book thumpers are. <laughs> I'm and, a big book thumper. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I get really intimidated about people that know that stuff, uh, more than I do, but I know that all you do is you take a woman through the book yeah. and you share your spirit and strength and hope. And that's it. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. But I, make it bigger than it is well like, i we know it that well because i've gone through the book with people so many times yeah so it just comes with time yeah. and all it is just reading something over and over again you memorize it i mean you know, so and that just comes with time um yeah. yeah you can know the big book in and out but it doesn't mean anything 
Yeah, <laughs> totally. I've seen oh, a few people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I'm really glad where I where I'm at. I'm able mm-hmm. to be a manager at a place that, you know, I remember my last relapse. I was just got this job and didn't I wanted to be a manager. I wanted to put up all my all. I was loving my my job. I love it. Cool. And then I used and the next day I wanted to quit and I went, I didn't want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And it may kind of woke me up was like, whoa, yeah, like that quick. Mm-hmm. It was even it didn't even take me eight months. It took me a day yeah. to get back to where I was at. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I relapsed was a worse relapse. And yep. it got me it went back to the same place faster. Yep. Um, and it really scared me. And I was like, yep, I'm done. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. And it's crazy because this is my first, my only job I've ever had a whole year in a row. Wow. <laughs> As in a row. A, <laughs> <laughs> like I never, you know, I didn't get fired. I didn't quit. I didn't get, you know, I was able to have a job for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Just like recovery. They're like, it's like a milestone every day mm-hmm. for me. That's how I look at it. Cause I've never been sober this long. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I wake up every day, it's another milestone. And also for my job, it's another milestone. Yeah. And it, it's crazy because now I have relationships with my family. Woo. I have keys. I have keys. Yeah. <laughs> I have a house key. I have People my People let key. me in. <laughs> I have a key to a, a meeting, an AA meeting. I have That's a awesome. key. I have a keys to a new car. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. I have keys to my job. It's like wow, you guys trust me to have mm-hmm. these things, you know? Well, they say the more keys you have, the more responsible you are. That's actually yes. a saying. Oh, uh, that's amazing because I never well, had responsibility. You've, <laughs> you've, become, you've become a productive member of society again. Yeah. And before they used to tell Which, me I was not safe that, in society. That you wouldn't, you know? yeah, that you were very unsafe, yeah. you know, but we make, cha- but we make changes yes. and we make a decision that, you know, for me, I think the decision was I was just tired of beating up God's children. I was tired of it. It was hurting yeah. me. It it was hurting me too much. And and it was tearing me apart and I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, and I think that's where I felt like I was tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. I was tired of being tired. Yeah. Just that overwhelming feeling of I don't want this anymore, but I don't know how to get help and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're raised in a life of drugs and no, no, like foundation. Yeah. You know, you become, you're like, okay, so I got to reteach myself. You know, yeah. I'm one years old today because uh-huh. I have, one, you know, yep. mentally and emotionally. Now I turned, you know, I was fourth grade. So I, I'm 10 years old emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at nine and eight, I, practically eight and nine, I stopped. Everything. Because once Mm -hmm. I started using and drinking, all that stopped. I stopped growing emotionally. Um, And so now I'm 10 years old emotionally and I'm able to grow. Like I have to start everything Mm -hmm. all over again and reteach my brain how to live and and think. And Because it wasn't my drinking and using problem. It was my thinking problem. That's right. I had to, I didn't recover from alcohol. I recovered from trauma. Yes. Yeah. I just used alcohol and drugs to fill the void exactly. that I missed when I was mm-hmm. younger or anything uh, else. I have people, mm-hmm. you know, places, it'd be anything things. out there. Yeah. And I think that was really profound, like really like, boom, you know, in my mind 
when they taught me that in meetings that it's not our, cause like if I had a drinking and using problem, I could just stop and I'd be fine. Right. Yeah. I should be okay if I just quit mm. that. But it's my thinking because I think it's okay to do those things when I feel some certain way. Correct. If I'm angry. I use when I'm mm-hmm. sad. I use when I accomplish things I use when mm-hmm. I, like I remember telling my cousin one time she was angry and sh- or sad or something. I was like, you want to just do a bump. You'll feel better. You just do a bump. She's like, no, I'm mm-hmm. fine. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. Why can't mm-hmm. I do that? I want to be able to just sit in it and be okay and not cover it up. And that's when I was like in ninth grade, I really seen, I was like, whoa. like Or, or just have my mind on it constantly. Yeah. Drive it, driving me freaking crazy, you know, in the beginning of our sobriety. Yeah. Um, you know, but we get to a place where, you know, you know, if you have, if you have a drunk horse thief and you take away the alcohol, you still got a horse thief. You just got a better one. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're the same way. Alcohol is a symptom of the disease. You know, just yeah. like if you have a cold, you have the sniffles or a cough. Yeah. Um, and this is uh, just like the symptom, but you know, what we do is, is we, we get through our stuff. And then um, I think, because we we touched on this a little bit, there will come a day if you do the work that you can accept everything that's ever happened to you in your life and look at yourself in the mirror and say, wow, I love you, dude. Yes. And I'm okay with that now. I do not regret my past and it does not define me. But it yes. does make me who I am today. If that didn't happen to me, I wouldn't be who I am. And I love me. So I don't regret any of it now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at. Like, because before I used to think of the things I used to do and it would like put hurt in my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I would just pawn on it. And then I would go back to like, poor me, poor mm-hmm. me, poor me, you know, yeah. pour me another <laughs> drink. Yeah. Poor <laughs> And today I'm able to think about it, pray about it. Like if there's an ugly feeling in my heart when I like last night, it was crazy. I was thinking about the past with my son and it hurt me when I rethought about it. But okay. then I asked God to remove that yeah. feeling because I'm doing not, better today. Yeah, it's not there anymore. I you're you're not required to beat up on yourself anymore. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was nice to be able to pray about it before I went to bed and then feel okay in the morning versus yeah. I would have thought about that, woke up shitty and probably yeah. would have used like yeah. normal, you yeah. know? So it's pretty And cool. not done and, a podcast today. Yeah. I'd have been like, yeah, I'm good. You know, yeah. right back at it. <laughs> I'll try next time. Make an excuse for another excuse, you know? Yeah. But it's pretty, truly amazing because today I do have relationships. Mm-hmm. Today I do have my stepson in my life. Good. Um, yes. I thought I'd never see him till he was 18 and today he's six and I get to see him, you know, thank you. And, um, you know, and I have a husband in recovery mm-hmm. and my family's in recovery, you know, and today I get to pray for people that are still hurting instead yeah. of judging them, yeah. you know? Um, so life is good today. You know, if you trust and rely upon God mm-hmm. and get part of a fellowship, sobriety is possible mm-hmm. it's not easy but it's possible mm-hmm. but if you keep it simple yeah well and the easy part you know i don't know that i really want it to be easy yeah because it is not worth it you know True. and 
my life's full of me creating drama anyway. So when it's bigger, I, <laughs> I prefer, you know, that's why we make mountains out of molehills and we have to learn to just let it be a molehill yeah. and, and leave it be. So yeah. Bianca, thank you so much for coming on today and taking your time um, and sharing with us. I really thank appreciate you for you. having me. I, I really appreciate being on the podcast with you. It's really cool. Fantastic. You know, guys, you know, for as much as we can go out and cause harm um, or destroy um, the people, the, you know, people around us and, and other lives, for as much as we can do that, we can go the other way. Totally. We can bring our family members back. We can, you know, look what happened with Bianca. Her family came back and now they're all in recovery. You know, that's a miracle stuff right there. I mean, uh, you know, so keep in mind that everybody, people are watching you. And if you are an example, they're going to want what you have. And then it's going to be your turn to be that stand up member of society. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this is Tuesday's podcast. Uh, please follow and like us, all that other stuff. Peace out. I love you and have a day.